You're listening to Sportstar Podcasts. For our full multi-sport coverage, head over to sportstar.thehindu.com. Nothing is so fleeting as sporting achievement and nothing so lasting as the recollection of it. This is the Couch Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome to Couch Talk everyone. I'm your host Subhash Jairaman. Joining me on this episode is India spinner Ravichandran Ashwin. Thanks for joining me Ashwin. Thank you Subhash. Hi, how are you? I'm doing quite well. Thanks for being on the show for the third time. Uh, first time in 2013 we talked about your rise through the ranks, uh, Tamil Nadu Ranji team and 2016 we talked about bowling in T20s. So this time I thought that we could talk about your uh, stints playing in uh, English county system. 2017 you chose to play for Worcestershire. They were a division 2 team at the time and since they have progressed a lot of thanks to you. What precipitated the decision to play for uh, Worcestershire? Well, look in 2017 uh, personally I was going through a bit of uh, up and down slide in my own cricketing career and all of a sudden when we came back from the Champions Trophy and we went to Sri Lanka they did communicate to me saying that I might not be playing that series uh, they said they were going to rotate uh, the rotate the players and it was quite it was quite a very disturbing time for me in the sense that uh, i didn't understand why it was happening because in the previous two years uh, i had actually ended up playing uh, playing a limited number of odi games because i had to give myself uh, the best chance to be the frontline bowler in the test format it was more sort of a conscious decision in order to serve the country in a better fashion and all of a sudden in the number of games i had played in odis had come lesser people had started talking about my stats and all that sort of stuff and it, for any cricketer at the elite level especially for me who keeps excellence at the forefront it was quite a difficult thing uh, to understand or assimilate what was happening so i needed a break i thought uh, going and playing uh, county cricket at that point of time uh, would give me that required break and also allow me to rediscover the joy of playing the sport uh, i did feel like i was uh, losing a bit of joy playing the sport uh, mm. not necessarily the sport itself but playing the sport at different points of time at different places so i had to rediscover it i so i wanted to go away go away from all the attention and play some cricket and usta was usta just offered to give me a stint because it is not that easy to claim a stint in england and i thoroughly enjoyed it actually And that was what you debuted for India in 2011 Test cricket. So for somebody that's played six years of international cricket at the highest level, to go away from that, to go play Division Two uh, county cricket, especially as an India cricketer, you know you're mobbed everywhere you go. What was it like going to county system? Was there regaining of some of your uh, anonymity? I, I genuinely feel. Uh, oh. the fans or the people that watch the game are uh, the elite stakeholders of the game and uh, they dictate uh, how one's career shapes up and how one becomes popular and how you gain celebrity status and to me i am actually a, firstly a sportsman and uh, the love of the game and the passion that i showed to the game has given me and drawn me towards it in whatever fashion it has and i'm extremely indebted to the way the game and the and the fans have celebrated me over the years um but i i do genuinely feel that if if you are a cricketer or if you are the celebrity that you are in india you still want to lead a normal life you still want to take a walk yes you can if you want to give a few photographs and autographs mm-hmm. uh, which i have no issues in doing and if i am not in the mood to do it i do say no as well 
so i even even living living back in chennai hasn't been a very hard yardstick for me yes you do get thrown one or two stones or pelted a couple of stones at times with rash comments from people that you don't want to hear on occasions but uh, it can't really stop me from leading the normal life that i so much crave to because i'm just a normal human being and mm. uh, the celebrity status was actually trusted upon me rather than me asking for it so for me it was perfectly fine to go back to england and being one amongst the commoner and mm-hmm. play the sport i genuinely derive a lot of pleasure playing the game forget about playing in the county circuit i enjoy playing club cricket in chennai mm-hmm. uh, i thoroughly love it i thoroughly love it and i uh, just go back there with that most passion every time i do so so for me playing the county stand was understanding the culture there the way cricket is played there uh, the different surfaces that you are uh, you encounter the sort of roles you have to play at different stages of the game uh the professional pressure that you might have to handle on occasions mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like you have to carry the burden of the team all alone by yourself a lot of things like living off uh living off on your own trying to make your own food trying to make whatever meat it's not it's not the same thing that you do it's not the five star hotels pack up boot up eat wherever you want yeah, that's what i was going to ask you because so, when you travel within the team india setup um you have a lot of support staff that take care of a lot of your day to day needs so that you can focus on playing cricket So was that where you are on your own taking care of your own stuff kind of takes you took you back to an earlier time as a cricketer Yeah I mean my uh, my days as a early life cricketer in Chennai was playing club cricket to being an engineering graduate being an, managing both of that shuttling from college to practice and all that sort of stuff so for me uh the the year the break from going transitioning into from a club cricketer to first class cricketer in india and actually going back from international cricket and playing cricket in ulster was sort of a real nice upward upward curve to say so to say uh, it was it was quite new i mean in the sense that you had to assemble your own house mm-hmm. get your family over i had to go first and then settle settle things down then because i had like really young kids i had to settle it down and then get them over like whatever you had to do you had to go and get your own groceries you drive your own car i, I thoroughly enjoyed it i mean the first uh, week or two it was a bit it was a bit uh, of a strain because you had to settle down nicely mm-hmm. and then but i just thoroughly enjoyed it it felt like a really nice time with my family away from home and then playing cricket on my own terms and uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it the first time at ulster and obviously drawing on from that experience when i go back there every year i just keep getting better and better as a human being mm-hmm. and as an individual as a cricketer everything so i've read um, experiences of uh, indian cricketers uh, former indian cricketers now uh, that traveled to england played county cricket and it was a very eye opening experience for them you just described the personal side of things uh, managing your own life etc but also from the cricket side of things it you play a pretty packed schedule you know you play four day games and then suddenly you're playing you know because it's not a huge commute to go from one county to another you know you can take a bus and get or drive there and get there in like an hour and then you're playing another game very soon after i think the former cricketer i'm referring to here is zaid khan he said it was a very eye opening experience and it allowed him to get back into shape and get back into the indian team so from a cricket point of view uh, how was that uh, playing first in wooster and then later on in see look uh, i personally uh, learned something over the last 12 to 18 months um i've actually been injured like two times uh, on on big tours in england and australia and uh, I, i i don't believe in reading too much into it but i've learned a thing or two away from it because when i first came out of all three formats and just started becoming a test player was in under my realization when even the communication was not quite sure for me 
by the time I realized that I was just going to be playing one format, it was from 2017 where I was first rotated into 2018, mm-hmm. where I actually realized that it's been a year out now. So I might not be back into the one day or the white ball format. Mm-hmm. There was a good 12 months where I was actually hoping to come back, to come back of sorts, trying to train, trying to manage my workloads. By the time I reached 2018, end and 19, I realized that the 12 month rigor of playing all formats wasn't there anymore. Hmm. Because my body had been used to for the last literally 8 to 9 or 10 years maybe when I started 2009 as an international cricketer's Hmm. journey. It's actually been 10 years where I've been on the road every day of my life playing cricket in a certain high intensity fashion and playing all three formats. Now all of a sudden I didn't have the same workloads. So I had to, I had actually skipped managing my workloads because the cricket wasn't as much as it had been. So... Now, I wasn't managing, but there was big spikes in my workload. Yeah. So, when I went back to England, I was bowling those overs, which I was continuously bowling over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. but was missing from my life for the last 6 to 8 months. So, uh, all of a sudden, my body didn't live up to it because it was not used to the spike in workloads. And when I went back to Australia, it was a similar case because I hadn't played a lot of cricket at all. I had played was like a couple of games here and there. Obviously, the opportunity didn't present itself. And on a couple of cases, I also turned it down. Now my realization is a lot, lot higher in terms of that. So wherever there are three stumps and cricket that's being played, mm-hmm. I present myself there and go and play cricket because mm-hmm. I do. I have started realizing that the game actually draws a lot of love in me. It's mm-hmm. just that uh, I had to come to terms with my own uh, understanding of the game or where I stand in my career and have to give it back to the game. I, I, I feel at a lot more ease and understanding my body and what needs to be done going forward. And playing cricket in England definitely gives me that that sort of understanding within me. In terms of uh, your performance, you know, as I said, Worcester, they were Division 2, but end of that season, they were promoted, uh, they won the Division 2 and then got promoted to Division 1 and you had a big hand to play. First, I want to learn from you the side of uh, spin bowling, softer pitches in England. I don't know, uh, time of the year that you were bowling, I think it was September. So I don't know what the conditions were, but what was the experience like? Look, I think we are we are gone in the days of where we talk about soft pitches, damp pitches. Those were the times of Derek Underwood and John Embry. It mm-hmm. isn't the same anymore. People do cover pitches; they have relayed the pitches. Uh, there are no soft pitches. If there are soft pitches, it obviously will aid spin. But there are no soft pitches as such. We don't play on a lot of soft pitches these days. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, it was all about. I think the English pitches are extremely slow. Uh, sometimes uh, the ha- what happens for a spinner doesn't happen necessarily quickly and even if there is rough or even if there is a little bit of spin it, it can be countered and you don't you don't you don't get wickets in a hurry there mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you're lucky you end up getting wickets sometimes you just have to be keep pegging away and that's where i realized that uh, even even the way they approach their game how the captains drive their game there is very different to how we do it back at home and in different parts of the world. There is a certain understanding of the game, the way it needs to be played in different pockets of the world. And that's why the home advantage is distinctly away from where what it is. And the understanding takes a bit of time. And sometimes it takes years together. Even with the greats that India had, like the four greatest of batsmen and some of the greatest bowlers that we had, uh, it took them nearly like four or five tours before they actually started achieving those mm. results. Because the the innate understanding of the game being played in that that part of the world is vastly different. The, maybe the aspects might be very fine and very minute, but mm-hmm. uh, how you apply it is so very different. And sometimes if you don't apply it well enough, it could cost you 
as much as a beginnings defeat compared to what it is so that was that was my biggest takeaway from going into the county students and also uh, you performed really well uh, with the bat i think you played only four um, four day games yeah four, four, four games and um, and you led uh, them both in uh, bowling as well as batting averages um, so would say it was a very successful stint at Worcester in 17 see what happened was when i first landed in Worcester and started playing in the net Mm-hmm. I realized that uh, somehow uh, on the contrary to what actually we believe on getting on the front foot uh, to counter spin or seam or whatever it is most of the most successful english batsmen actually stick back mm-hmm. they actually go very deep in the crease try and allow the ball to move such that it can miss the edge so it's vastly different to what we actually believe in cutting spin or seam or swing back home um that's one thing that i learned and it's not like a it's not like the same truth and vain it's not necessary that it needs to work that way but i saw a few cricketers and then i tried to implicate that in my game and i and i was quite successful batting there even when i went back with india it was not easy to dislodge me i was keeping continuing to make 30s and 40s even on challenging wickets mm-hmm. because the reason was i allowed the ball to come late and tried to play get deep into my crease so that i didn't really offer into the movement or into the seam movement and even with the ball i realized whatever how much over how much over you put in you need to keep pegging away for you to have the results at the end of the day you don't end up with five wicket hauls in a session you end up with five wicket hauls in a day mm-hmm. and that realization dawned upon me when my captain at Worcester actually made me understand i played with some senior cricketers at Worcester in joe leach and daryl mitchell mm-hmm. who actually made me understand that it works this way however how much over you do you have to actually keep bowling the entire day and all of a sudden you might get one wicket here one wicket there and you will end up with five it doesn't happen every day because fast bowlers do rule the roost even if the wicket has something to offer so those are like very very straightforward prescriptions and understandings that i had to take from muster and i came out really rich from that as a international pro uh, overseas pro at the time um, what sort of responsibilities do you have on your shoulders you just talked about you know getting input from the senior pros that have played in that system for a long time like mitchell and leach um what responsibilities were on your shoulders to deliver not just in terms of results on the field but also there are younger players in the system that look up to you look i mean one one thing that really i i enjoy really when i go uh, play county cricket is the fact that i can share whatever i know uh i actually even take take batsmen out or bowlers out and try and have one on one sessions with them i do enjoy that part of cricket because as i teach i learn uh, i understand i understand what they have to offer it could be very small but uh, those are the sort of understandings you're trying to pick up but uh, without any intent to actually gain from them my intent is only to give mm-hmm. so i really enjoy giving back to the game and giving back to these cricketers uh the first stint at rooster i actually took away a few batsmen and did one on one sessions and how to play against spin try to understand what they had to say and that was that was a that was a great experience for me because it was really eye opening and also to gain access into how they felt how they played the game how they thought about it um, so for me for me those sort of battles and intricate details give me a lot of excitement um i want to go back to an earlier point you made about the workload where you used to have a very high workload uniformly now you have spikes and you said any anywhere there is three pegs and you're going to want to play cricket so now the situation that the position that you're in in your career um you know how do you look to manage your workload so that when the test series comes along and you play um you know you don't stretch yourself too much 
I can't really think about all that to be honest. If I have to think about how my body is going to shape up, how it's going to give up, I can give myself the best chance. I'll have to I think like I said, for me it's the joy of playing the game, the love of playing the game and if I have to put limitations and embark or actually have targets in front of me, I think it it unnecessarily burdens me because I have no control over my body how much ever it train the way it's going to react, it's going to react. So uh there are only certain things i can take stock of i clearly understand that i can only control the controllables mm-hmm. and i just want to have a smile on my face and continue playing the game the way i played it all all along because i will be doing deep injustice to myself and to the game if i do it any other way at this point of my career because there are strictly a lot of negative things that float around every day in in everybody's cricketing career mm-hmm. and it will be no different to me but i just want to stay away from all the negative negative aspects of uh the game what comes with it i play i don't play i get to play uh, i might get to play all these things are not in my control but mm-hmm. when i do i want to actually put that smile on my face and go out there and play and realize that i do enjoy playing the game and if I, if that goes away then the point of actually playing the game becomes irrelevant i actually checked in with one of a uh, english journalist friend of mine about your uh, time at Worcestershire and uh, he actually used that phrase uh, yeah he had a smile on his face uh, he was very friendly and he was a major hit at uh, Worcestershire it seems like going back to the zahir khan's uh, comment about it's like a i some something you realize about yourself uh, in the time that you were there so there is like i said there is no realization as such uh, as as a part of it like i said different people use different journeys and they enjoy the cricket in different ways uh, for someone it could be the fame that drives them to play the sport for someone it could be the money that drives them to play the mm-hmm. sport it, the reason could be one and more and even 100 reasons but the only reason for me to play the sport is because of the sport itself i really enjoy doing it uh, despite so many other opportunities or jobs in front of me i do get to play the sport and make a living out of it and I genuinely do enjoy it. I'm extremely passionate about it. So mm-hmm. it's not like you now I go and play where there are three pegs. I actually enjoy those three pegs. So I go and play them. So for me, it's it's that sometimes along the line when you are when you are in in the entire circus of playing the sport, when you are stuck in the bubble of mm-hmm. playing international cricket or staying within the bubble, five star hotels, four walls, planes, whatever it is, you do probably realize that you lose the purpose of you being there sometimes. and it can happen to the best of best and uh, i i was no different so when i when i did give the, get the chance to reflect away and actually break the bubble go outside and think for myself uh think about the game why i am here what i'm playing for and stuff like that it makes things a lot more easier and also makes me realize how important it is for me to play keep associated or at least playing the game in different places wherever it presents me an opportunity you try to play as much as you want uh, as you would like um but the craft of bowling itself you know you can't just not bowl uh, and suddenly ex- show up one day and expect to you know land on a dime every single time or you know, control the lengths however you want when you have time away from the team whether you are on tour or you know uh, you are staying home how do you keep yourself sharp with your skills for me every practice session is very important uh, like you said it, you can't expect it to land on the dime every single time but at least i know as a process if it doesn't if it doesn't fall on the dime on a certain day what are the things i can draw back to i play the game with utmost awareness because i enjoy doing it mm-hmm. i'm i think i think most of my success or whatever i've achieved in my life so far has come from the fact that i've i've been a very aware cricketer so to say a process to result side of a person if if i put this process in place this result will happen if this doesn't happen what am i what am i plan a what am i plan b i probably have till plan e so mm-hmm. 
it works sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. even if i draw into my plan it doesn't work but that's that's the way it is you don't go to work and be successful every day of your work so of course uh, i do realize that it's work after a point of time but i have realized that the more happier space i find myself in the more i enjoy the game the more successful i have been even in the past and even right now when i when i when i used to play under 22 cricket for my state that was one of my other su- really successful times before i got into playing international cricket mm-hmm. I, i made runs and got wickets for fun uh, and the best part of it was i wasn't extremely serious or anything like that i was having a lot of fun i kept myself in the best possible frame of mind i used to th- do things that i love so it's about that because you i can't really get hit in the cocoon mm-hmm. if i find it's it's like a music it's like ar rahman saying when i am in the best possible headspace i create magic with music mm-hmm. so he he composes music in, at midnight past 1 o'clock or whatever it is probably he finds himself in the best space then so for me it's about if i can find myself in that best space the, i give myself the best chance to succeed sure maybe i could produce a bad song but the chances of that i'll produce more good ones than bad Hmm. It's a given that you know once you start playing high level um, sport not just cricket um, no player is ever 100% fit you're you're always dealing with some niggle or the other you've had some injuries so we, how do you manage those things and uh, how do you come back from those things on the contrary to what other people are saying with related to similar injuries reflecting i i keep reading some of those reports on and off but i've refrained from reading anything about cricket or myself over the last 12 months mm mm-hmm. uh wherever i read it fleetingly it's actually been very different it's been very freakish mm. the first time i injured myself in nottingham where i actually go back to play cricket now yeah was on a cold day my adductor actually gave up it could have been due to anything mm-hmm. uh it could have been due to whatever like i said workload spike down up and down whatever it is the second time it was actually an abdomen tear in australia so on the end of day 3 I I had bowled 40 overs and at the end of day 3 I just went to do spot bowling trying to achieve something with the with the bowling coach mm-hmm. and then it just cracked one ball it just cracked maybe because of the workload again it just cracked and it was a very freakish injury it was it was probably because the body wasn't warmed up enough or it was really fatigue mm. and it was a wrong time to do it so these are these are learnings i've had yes. and it's not happened to me before whenever yeah. i've done this it's i've not injured myself so but i've learned now and like you said you never really perfect but i was never really perfect i walked into the second innings with a grade 3 abdomen tear mm-hmm. and i ended up bowling 60 overs that's all i can look at when i look back at my career and say could i have ended up with 5 for a delayed maybe yes maybe with a luck of bit of luck i could have because nathan line got 6 for in the second innings mm-hmm. but that doesn't put my performance anywhere down because i was reflect to one creating a win for the team and i'm really proud of the way i put my hand up with a grade 3 tear and bowled 60 overs for the team so for me looking at any of those negatives is a waste of time as of now so i'm just looking ahead and moving um in terms of the injury itself themselves um i'm assuming it doesn't stop you from trying to give every, you know trying to do everything that you possibly could but at the same time it is hu- very human not to think about it when you're trying to do your best so how do you manage that See, look, I think it's very, like you said, it's very human for me to actually think about it. Uh, the next time I take take the field for Team India is definitely going to be a very interesting time for me. It's a very exciting opportunity because after having played 65 test matches for India, I'll be walking in the next test thinking that it's going to be my debut game mm. because I am going to have all the butterflies that I had when I played my first test. I'm going to look after my body. I'm going to look after my success. I'm going to look after my first over, first ball that comes out. I want to make runs. I want to. I want to prove a lot of people right. I want to prove a lot of people wrong. Fortunately enough, this people is one bit that I can really shell mm-hmm. because I don't bother about it anymore. 
I used to about once upon a time, but I don't bother about it anymore. All these butterflies running in, it's an exciting opportunity for me to start my career all over again. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly how I'll be looking forward to it. And whatever happens, I have controlled whatever I can control in the other times. If it happens, it happens. But I'll have to, I can't, I can't refrain from be refrain from putting a smile on my face and going and playing the game at the best of my abilities. I can't afford to be nervous either. Going back to county cricket, this season, your games for Nottinghamshire. How was uh, your experience there in 2019? I think you played loved, uh, three games. Yeah, three games yeah. I loved playing at Knott's. Uh, very young side. Uh, per se, they've got a lot of players from different teams. They're trying to assemble the team together. Lovely atmosphere. Worcestershire and Knott's haven't been very different, to be honest. Yes, the club's pedigree are very, very different. Worcestershire mm-hmm. uh, is a very family-based sort of a club. Yeah. For them, it's basically uh, a family. Everybody comes from the academy. Knott's is slightly... Uh, uh, richer club hmm. uh, they've got a massive history and obviously Tenbridge is a very very famous test venue uh, but but per se the teams and some of the guys that have been in the dressing room have been like real stars they've been they've been wonderful uh, and some of the guys that played in Ooster and Joe Clark and Duckett when I met him the yeah. last time they're all in, in the North dressing room now they've really welcomed me really well and uh, I've enjoyed working with some of them sharing whatever I know because personally for me uh, sharing and teaching takes me higher as a cricketer and that's one aspect I really enjoy that. I mean, I know you're a cricket nut. You watch, follow as much cricket as possible when uh, you're not playing cricket yourself. Having been exposed to the spin stock uh, in England, you know, since they've had trouble finding somebody of the quality of Graham Swan after he retired in 2013-14, Ashes. You know, then now uh, Leach is playing for England and they've tried uh, Borthwick and uh, Dom Bess, Bess, um, so on and so forth. Uh, So, uh, what is your evaluation of the spin stocks in England? I just think because spinners are, uh, spinners play a very different role and uh, they are definitely not the alpha males when it compares to a bowling attack in any team. Mm. Uh, And rightly so, because their conditions demand that and uh, how how we go through spin bowling uh, in India or the kind of lessons I've learned with the right mentors at different stages of my career. For me, when I made my first class debut, I had Raman who is the coach of the Ranji Trophy mm-hmm. team. I would, I would credit him very highly for the cricketer that I have become today because all those small fine adjustments that I, I he empowered me to make and puts me in very, very good state to make the small, small adjustments in the game. Uh, likewise, it's very important for them to get those mentors. Like you just have one gram swan. And uh, how many people can he... He's also moved into broadcasting and stuff like that. And obviously, the way you bowl spin, the way you approach it, it's going to be it's going to be a marked difference in terms of how those people see it. Uh, sometimes in the first half of the season, they don't even get to roll their arms over. And in the later half of the season, when they do, uh, even then the fast bowlers, the first strike bowlers, and these are holding roles, which I do, even in the... In like seven, eight games that I've played in England so far uh, for county teams and even for India, you end up playing holding roles more often than not. You become a strike bowler by chance. It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't present itself very often. So that being the case, to be able to understand innately inside and the ability to try new innovations becomes a bit of a challenge for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think. They are starting to produce their own spinners. They do realize the importance of it. There are a lot of good spinners going around there as well. But uh, I think, I, like you said, Dom Bess, I had a ch- opportunity to chat with him. We are in touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, passing on whatever I knew to Dom Bess. He's a very keen young kid. I'm sure he'll come through very well. 
All right. On that note, Ashwin, thank you so much for being on the podcast.